Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. Today we are talking about the biggest non-dietary change that you can make if you want to see results in your belly and in your energy and your skin and your hormones. And this is an area that I see people make mistakes in time and time again because they just ignore it. They think it doesn't matter. They just don't understand how the biology works and it actually gets in the way of them seeing results. And if you get this and you can apply this to your life and body in really, and this is a, the ironic thing with this is that it's actually a really simple fix. It's not like it's overly complicated. It's not like, well, the solution is you need to go gluten-free, dairy-free, meat-free, histamine-free, nut-free, legume-free. Like, it's actually way simpler than that, but is really effective in terms of helping your body heal. So, is I'm excited. And I talk to every single client about this. Like, I feel like a broken record. So I was like, right, I need to do a podcast on this. Because if you were my client sitting in front of me right now, this would make a difference to whatever symptom it is that you were struggling with. And it's going to help you and and it always will help accelerate your progress. So obviously we need to talk about it on the Goddess Show. But I hope you are doing well as of listening to this. We're officially in autumn. It's getting getting chilly and um, my cold, my outdoor swims are freezing. (laughs) I'm trying to stay in my swimming costume for as long as I can because I only have like a very thick wetsuit um, and wetsuits just are very cumbersome <laughs> getting in and out of them Ugh. but um yeah so that's total side tangent um otherwise I mean I don't I never I always have like life updates I mean there's not much going on in my life guys <laughs> I'm gonna lie other than like parenting and my clients and um carving out time for myself which I'm actually going to be talking about next week is how to carve out time for yourself when things feel busy and full because I've been working with a business coach and she was actually like, Kezia, you're really good at that. You should talk about that on the podcast. I was like, oh, am I? Okay, great. But when I thought about it, I was like, actually, you know what? I am. I have three kids under three. I run a business. I'm still recovering postpartum. I've really prioritized my health and my exercise and my brain and my own body and my relationships. Yeah, actually, and I do carve out time for these things. So I want to share with you (laughs) the secrets do that um and next week sorry that's not what this podcast is about um but otherwise yeah it's just been working with some clients who are about to go on holiday for a week which will be nice and yeah otherwise just working away with people started with some new clients um and helping clients I'm just trying to think of some kind of client updates and stories we're moving one client around her hair and she's starting to see an improvement with that slowly but surely and just kind of uncovering what's going on with that I had another client who we went through her hormone results her Dutch test that came through which is really helpful because she had just been feeling totally burnt out and fatigued and couldn't really figure out why and struggling with skin stuff and anyway her hormone test came back as that just her cortisol and her like cortisol rhythm and her circadian rhythm was just totally off so we can now know exactly what to do to kind of fix that and implement that also I had another client who went through their test results and her progesterone was really low um and again that made loads of sense of her mood and anxiety and sleep and all of these kind of things so we can now know exactly 
um, all right, we need to kind of support progesterone. Or another client, actually, whose progesterone levels looked fine on the surface, but she had like a preference to basically making and like less useful progesterone, for want of a better phrase. Like she had preferred to make a kind of less active, less potent progesterone and therefore was still suffering from lots of different symptoms. But on the surface, her progesterone levels were fine, if that makes sense. And so that's always really interesting. And that's why testing is so important, why I always include like lab credit with um, with my client programs. So it just it just means you can buy, bypass a lot of BS and just get to some of the exact data about your body, like oh, actually you have like a parasite. Okay, that's why that's going on. Or, oh, you, your estrogen is dominant or you have too low estrogen or your thyroid is off or you have terrible B12 levels or vitamin D or folate, like all these things that I often check. Or like you've got heavy metal toxicity, like no wonder you're tired or got eczema or psoriasis or whatever it is. So it just bypasses a lot of that, which is so helpful. Um, so that's been fun. And I do have, as of recording this, I do have some cancellation spaces, which might work out brilliantly for you. So my pricings have recently changed, but I was about to start with two new clients um, last week and I, both for various important reasons I had to cancel. So that does mean I have two spaces where we can start ASAP at my old rate, which basically means you save like seven, 800 pounds, which is pretty awesome. So if you want one of these spaces, you know what I'm going to tell you, go to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in a Zoom call, really short 20 minute informal chat. You can find out more information. It doesn't commit you to anything. It's like no pressure, like no, oh, I don't know. Like you don't have, like the whole point of booking this call is if you're maybe not sure, you're not sure if it's for you, you want to find out more information, book one of these calls. So keziahall.com forward slash book. There is two cancellation spaces available. Um, I am waiting to hear back from someone on one of them. So I imagine when this goes live, there'll definitely be one space available, I would think. So, but act quickly book in your Zoom call or email me at admin at and you can email me there, whichever you prefer, and we can kind of get the ball rolling and see if it's a good fit. And if it's not a good fit, I'm totally honest about that. And I'm really, I really do believe that the right clients come to me at the right time. So I don't, there is very little pressure from my end. I know that the right people are going to find me in the right time. And I totally trust that. But I also love, it's also easy and I love to have conversations on Zoom. So book your call if you're interested. If you think you might be interested, but you're not sure, you don't know, you're worried, you're anxious, you're anxious to book a call, you've been maybe thinking about it, you're not sure I might help you, you're not sure if this is what you need, you don't know if you can fit it into your lifestyle, you don't know if you're too busy, to, what about all these things, what about the lab test, blah, blah, blah. just book a call. <laughs> it's just easier to chat through. I offer payment plans, so it makes it way more affordable. Plus with this, you can save some money as well. So no brainer book in. I'd love to work with you ASAP. And then I'll probably be booking clients. Uh, I think I might have a few more spaces towards the end of the year, but then mainly be booking clients into next year. So otherwise, oh, sorry, just bashed the mic. It's a sign that I need to go and have a cup of tea <laughs> and a snack. <laughs> anyway, let's dive in with the show. So I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, you probably would like more energy, a flatter belly, you'd like to improve your digestion, deal with those wonky, uncomfortable hormones, maybe support your skin, improve your mood and mental health and really start to feel better. I'm guessing. That must be why you're listening to the podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I want to let you know that the top, the stuff I talk about here on the podcast is what I talk to my clients about all the time. 
as a holistic nutritionist, my job is to help you and create a really personalized approach so that you can see results so much quicker. Because chances are you're probably trying, like you're trying to make those dietary changes. You've maybe bought some supplements, you've made a couple of shifts and maybe you've seen a bit of progress. But if you're feeling really stuck and frustrated and like you've no idea why you're not feeling better, why isn't your belly flour? Why are you bloated? Why are your bowels just embarrassing? Why is your skin a mess? Why is your hormones just all over the place? Why are you so much more anxious than you were? Like, you know, what is really going on? Because chances are you probably are putting more effort into your health than, you know, Mr. Joe Bloggs or, you know, Bob down the street, but you're not feeling the results and maybe you're actually feeling worse. If that's the case, then I would love to work with you. I always have space for some new clients each and every month, and I would love to work with you over my three or four month program where we create a really personalized and bespoke plan. And look, I have worked with thousands of clients. I'm a holistic nutritionist. This is what I'm trained to do. I studied a long time. I've had a lot of clinical hours in this profession, and I know I'm super confident that I could help you. And if not, I could probably refer you on to someone who could. So if you're looking to make change, if you're just not wanting to just do like 15 quote unquote healthy things, but really learn about your body and know what are the simple and strategic things that you can do to see results, to get more energy, better digestion, better hormones and skin in the next couple of weeks, then I'd love to chat with you on the phone. So if you want to find out more, if you're on the fence, if you want to find out what this program looks like, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's just a book in a Zoom call. These are totally chilled, in formal, like zero stress calls where we just talk over Zoom. I'll ask you a couple of questions and I just find out what's going on with your health and we can chat about what tests might be helpful, what your program might look like. And you can get a good idea of if working with me is the right fit for you. It's no like crazy sales technique, just like a nice chilled chat. You can bring a cup of tea if you want. So if you're interested in working with me, I can only take on a limited number of clients at a time, but I do have space right now head to keziahall.com forward slash wait. Also, if finance is an issue, know that I offer four and six month payment plans as well. So this makes it a much more affordable monthly um, kind of rate to work together. Um, so if you are interested, head to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your call. We'll chat through all your questions, drink a cup of tea and the calls themselves. It's a bit like the podcast apart from, you know, you can answer back. <laughs> which is helpful. I know that booking a call with some random person on the internet can feel a bit weird. So honestly, it's just a wee chat. It'll be great. Um, book your call and we can chat about working together and we could start working with each other within the next couple of weeks. We could run some labs. We could find out what's happening in your body and you could finally feel so clear and so calm and peaceful, really knowing that your health is going to change, that the effort you put in is going to yield a results because that's just happened. What that's just what happens when you work with me. Okay. So if you're interested, kezyahall.com forward slash book and we can speak soon. Working with people for many years now, I think six, five or six years, and noticing patterns. This is something that I see um, the people that I work with ignore or miss most often. 
this is one of the big, ignoring this is one of the biggest mistakes that people can make. And it's one of the biggest things that slows their progress or just stops them feeling that they want to, feeling the way they want to feel. And I do not want you to make this mistake because ironically, quote unquote, fixing it can be very simple and also inexpensive slash free. So the fact that it keeps on happening is, from a strategic perspective, is insane. But this is something I constantly struggle with for myself as well. So I totally, I'm totally in it with you guys. And like with this podcast, I really like to think about this. Not that I'm chatting to lots and lots and thousands of people across the world, but really this, me and you, you're my client, you're sitting down with me, what would I say to you? And this is something I talk about with every single client, no matter what their health issue is, whether it's PCOS, whether it's eczema, whether it's bloating, whether it's burnout, whether it's thyroid issues, whether it's insomnia, this is something we work on because you cannot improve your health if you do not address this area. It is that important. So important. You could eat perfectly, but if this part of your body, life, well-being is out of balance, you won't see results. It's like that big thing. You honestly, you could be eating the most perfect, nutrient-dense, balanced um, diet ever. If this is out of whack you could still feel like utter crap. And I see this all the time with clients. Because believe it or not, a lot of my clients aren't coming to me like eating KFC and pie and chips and Coke and like like loads of junk foods. Yeah, they might enjoy them sometimes, but generally speaking, they eat a whole foods-ish diet. They have some healthy practices. They're probably healthier than your average, you know, British, American, whatever, citizen but they are still really struggling and maybe their health is getting worse and not addressing this area. It was one of the reasons for that, I would say. Not the only one, because again, it's a holistic approach, but it's definitely one of the reasons. And I do not want you to make that mistake. I I want you to make progress and I want you to feel good. So that is why we're talking about it on today's show, because it is so important. And again, it's like I said, I, when I share stuff on this podcast, it is not because like, yeah, you know, I'm sharing this with you because I've got this down. I'm like, I'm so good at this. Even recording this now is slightly ironic because anyway, I'll explain as time goes on. But you're probably like, what the heck are we talking about? Kezia, stop being so vague. What are we talking about? We are talking about the thing, the best kind of non-dietary change that you can make that's going to give you big results in your belly, your hormones, your energy, your sleep, in your skin, everything is supporting your nervous system. Supporting your nervous system, really important. Even just being aware of it and being aware of how it works and the influence that you have on it is so important. So important. Other ways of saying this would be things like feeling your feelings and breathing and mindfulness. And those would be all like subcategories of of this area of supporting your nervous system. So important. So important that you do this because this isn't about, you know, if we think of the word mindfulness, like I don't love the word mindfulness because I'm a bit like, I mean, great. That sounds like a waste of time. (laughs) Great. I don't really need to feel calm. Like if that makes sense, I don't like have a massive desire to be calm as a feeling, but I do have a massive desire to have my biology working for me, not against me. Therefore, I need to teach myself how to be calm. Do you see? Do you see what the difference is? So 
it's often something we dismiss, that we underrate, that we just don't think is important. Part of, part of that is just because our culture is very go, 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 very intense, very um, push, push, push forward. So um, we're, everything around us is basically setting us up to have this out of balance, just setting us up to not really value it, to not invest in it, to not think it's important, to not really pay any attention to it. And some of it as well, so we're just not educated around this. So I'm hoping that this podcast will change this because I talk about this with my clients all the time. So supporting your nervous system. Why? What the heck's that got to do with anything? So let's say you are really exhausted and you have um, IBS and eczema and your eczema has just gotten so much worse in the last 18 months. It's just really flared up badly and you've had IBS for ages and you're noticing the energy is just kind of getting worse and worse. Let's just use that as an example because that comes up often. So why your nervous system is important. If you think about, first of all, if you think about what your nervous system is, it basically is one of the ways that we send signals across our bodies so from our brain, sorry, to our body. So if you think about your nervous system, you've got your brain, you've got like your brain stem, you've got your spine, and then you've got all these nerve endings just kind of like going everywhere. And it is a, it's a signaling system, really simplistically put. It's a signaling system. It's your brain sending a signal. Like, so if you move your hand, if you click your fingers, like I'm doing now. That is, I'm doing that because my brain has sent a signal down the nerves into my muscles, into my hands, into my ligaments, into my joints, so that I can click. And that would be um, your, all within your nervous system. And um, there's parts of your nervous system where it's automatic, like me clicking my fingers, it's, it's automatic. I'm not like sitting there for five minutes being like, right body, click your fingers, ligaments move, muscles move, fingers move. It just happens, it's that automatic part of our nervous system. That's why our hearts beat, you know, electrical signals are part of so much in our body, which is a whole other topic in itself. But, you know, your heart beating, you have different signals and um, electrical kind of pulses and electricity going on in a way so that your heart beats in the right timing, in the right way. Same with your muscles, same with everything. Your eyes opening and shutting, your... All of this stuff is partly controlled by your nervous system. Again, this is a really simplistic explanation, but it, it's it's worth having. So if we have any imbalances going on in the body, it's really worth, it's always worth realizing that the brain generally controls all the systems in our body. So if you have a system that's out of balance, say your skin, because you've got eczema, or say IBS, so that would be, the system would be your digestion. There's, there's going to be some part of that where there's poor signaling, or confused signaling or imbalanced signaling because you know your skin with eczema is reproduce it's pr- producing too many skin cells and that's kind of creating eczema on a really basic level um or just even just dysfunction there that part of that will be happening because it's been signaled to do so somewhere down the line so it was really helpful to think about it in that in that way. So an example of this is like adrenal fatigue. You probably hear about this on the internet of like you burn out and you're tired and you have adrenal fatigue. Now, adrenal fatigue, the term in itself isn't very accurate or that helpful, but I totally get why it gets banded around. I don't have a massive problem with it, but it does give us the idea that the adrenal glands get tired and they're like, oh, I'm so exhausted. Oh, I can't bother to make any cortisol anymore. Oh, I'm tired. Oh. That's the idea that that term gives us. That's actually not right. That's quite inaccurate. Your adrenals produce however much hormones that the brain 
tells it to. It produces however much hormones as it is signaled to by your hypothalamus, by your pituitary gland, by your brain, essentially. So it's not that the adrenals get tired, it's that the body sends the signal to your adrenals to change what it's making to, that creates dysfunction. It's like a signaling issue is a better way of thinking it about it. Say uh, maybe if you're constipated as well, part of that, not all of it, but some of that is going to be a signaling issue because you've probably got poor gut motility, meaning the movement of your gut is dysfunctional. It's not working that great, meaning the, you know, the spasms, the, your, your, gut is full of nerve endings, the actual movement of your gut isn't working brilliantly, the gut motility is working poorly and that's a signaling issue and I see this a lot with clients with SIBO and constipation and those kinds of things is that the right signals aren't happening, if that makes sense, for effective digestion to take place because your body needs to know that it's safe enough to digest food properly, okay? So it's really important that we kind of get our signaling right, this is, again, I'm using metaphorical, this isn't like, I'm trying to, as always, I always try and communicate things in the best, e in the easiest way to understand, not necessarily like, you know, I'm trying not to lecture at you, essentially, <laughs> because we don't need that. We need to just understand roughly how it works and therefore what we can do about it. Um, so in terms of your nervous system, you have your, you have your automatic nervous system. This is just stuff, heart beating, lungs, lungs expanding, fingers clicking, eyes uh, blinking, like all of that stuff is automatic. You're not thinking about it. But you also have a part of your nervous system that you can influence a bit more. And this would be when you would think of fight and flight mode and rest and digest, or also known as um, your sympathetic nervous system. I always think of sympathetic nervous system, think of stress sympathetic stress and then you have your parasympathetic nervous system so think about that as like peace parasympathetic peace that way around or uh, uh, fight and flight or rest and digest could be another way or another way of thinking about it as well is um because we often think about like fight and flight like oh my goodness there's a bear coming after me blah 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 and you just immediately disregard that because you're like Kezia I don't have a bear coming after me I don't have I'm not in an abusive relationship with someone screaming at me and hitting me every day. I don't have a boss bullying me. Like, you know, these obvious things that would make you feel frightened. Also, I often get clients to think about it. That um, fight and flight mode is also the mode we're often in when we're being really productive, when we're getting stuff done, when we're writing lists, when we're planning the day, when we're being like next thing, next thing, next thing. Like that productivity, go, 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 go mode is also that sympathetic nervous state. So even me recording this podcast for you, I would be in my sympathetic nervous state. I'm not like, rest and digest, everything is fine. I'm, I'm communicating, I'm being productive, I'm getting stuff done. And it's really worth knowing, these, don't judge these, both are good. We need both of them. Imagine if I never had that get up and go. I would never do a podcast if I was always like, yeah, rest and digest, man. Cool. Like I would just never get anything done. But it's the same with the way around. If you're always in the sympathetic state, your body, like your body's in go, go, go mode, fight and flight, you know, equally you're going to struggle because your body needs some of that parasympathetic state. So I describe it to my clients like a pendulum. So what you have influence over in your nervous system, you have the sympathetic nervous state and you have this parasympathetic nervous state. Think of like a pendulum or think of like, I always think of like a big old grandfather clock that has the thing swinging in the middle. What even is that? Anyway, pendulum, probably a better idea because when your mind may go and you think of just things swinging around, if it's as colourful as mine, you just do, yeah. 
we'll we'll think of a pendulum. So you have this pendulum. What you don't want is this pendulum to be stuck on either side. And for most of the time, you probably listening to this, if you listen to podcasts, if you listen to this podcast, all the clients I've worked with in the last four or five years, their pendulum often gets stuck in the sympathetic nervous state, meaning their, their, their nervous system is really good and really well trained at being in some productive go fight, flight, freeze mode. It's just really good at it. That's what it's used to. If you think about it like a muscle, that muscle is really strong. It's really robust. It's really um, strong and well used. But that causes a lot of problems down the line because when your body is in the sympathetic nervous state, when it's in this fight and flight mode, essentially, I always talk about it to clients like this. You have like your, like a primal body, if that makes sense. You have like the way your cells are wired, which is based on your survival. It's very primal. It's very basic. It's like your cells want you to survive and make babies, essentially. Again, this isn't about your evolved conscious self where you have choice and you, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about almost just like your biology, it wants to survive and it wants to reproduce, essentially. So when you are in this sympathetic state, when you're in this um, uh, fight and flight state, your body, the message that's going into your brain and into your body is threat. Now, consciously, as a conscious human aware who is illogical and has reason, you can look around at your life and be like, because yeah, I don't have a threat. And this is where I, a lot of resistance can come is I'll have clients where I'm like oh we need to work on your nervous system because your brain's getting a lot of stress inputs and they're like oh I'm not stressed but their body and their cells and their biology is stressed consciously you know logically there's maybe nothing in your life that's stressful but your body is stressed and this your body will be stressed when you are when you struggle to get out of the sympathetic nervous state, when you're not swinging like a pendulum anymore, you're not going because the goal is that throughout the day you are in your sympathetic mode, then parasympathetic, sympathetic mode, parasympathetic. You swing between the two because if you have a job, if you have your kids, you've got to get stuff done, you need to be in your sympathetic nervous state. You might get a stressful email. You might have a meeting that you're really nervous about and you're kind of pooping your pants a bit and you're like, <laughs> and then you do your meeting, you do your presentation, you're like, calm down, parasympathetic nervous state. Then you might get a child screaming at you. That's going to get you in your sympathetic nervous state. Then you take a couple of deep breaths while you sit on the toilet. This is not a biography of my life at all. And you go into your parasympathetic nervous state. Then you have bedtime and everyone screams at you again. Sympathetic nervous state. Then after bedtime, you take some deep breaths. You read a book. Parasympathetic nervous state. Throughout the day, the goal is that we swing and we flow between these two states. The problem that with 95% of the people that I work with and the and what will make you sick and fatigued and burnt out and bloated and all sorts is that most of the time people aren't swinging. They wake up in the morning, immediately get into their sympathetic nervous state and they stay there all day. They're, when they're not working, they're writing lists and when they're just being productive and they're just like, the nervous system is like, it's like, it's like a stuck over here. This pendulum is stuck just in this corner and it's really, oh, it's really hard for it to get out until maybe you go to sleep at night. That's a really common picture I see. Now you might be like, well, what's the problem with that? Lots of things are the problem with that because when your body is 
on a primal level, again, this isn't conscious, but on a primal level is thinking threat. There's a threat to me, which is what a sympathetic nervous state is. It's thinking on some level, okay, we're not safe. We need to be hyper alert. We might need to fight. We might need to flee. We might need to freeze. Like it's going to set your biology up for that outcome. So that means it's going to change your hormonal profile. It's going to make your blood sugar more imbalanced. It's going to try and get as much glucose available in your blood as possible so that you can fight and flee and sprint really fast. It's going to prioritize survival mechanisms, things like adrenaline production, cortisol production. It's not going to prioritize things like digestion, it, you, your actual digestive secretions, how effectively you digest when you're in the sympathetic nervous state goes down massively, massively, massively down. It affects things like your detoxification, it affects all these quote unquote non-essential things because your body essentially is focusing on surviving from a biological level. Now, this might consciously, this might just be you at work all day. And you're very aware, like you're a logical person. You're very aware that that nasty email doesn't mean you're going to die. <laughs> or that presentation at work doesn't mean you're dying. Like you're so aware of that. It's fine. But your cells and biology are far more primal, is how I talk about it, than that. They are not aware of those nuances. It's either survive or like it's fight and flight, rest and digest. Parasympathetic, sympathetic. And so much of the time, if when people are in these chronic states, these chronic stress states, that's when IBS occurs, chronic digestive issues, skin issues, sleep issues, blood sugar imbalances, weight gain, hormone imbalances, burnout, fatigue, all of this stuff because their pendulum isn't swinging properly. And it's so clear um, from the research, especially if you look into things like IBS, like, you know, often research looks at like stress and IBS and that's such a clear connection but often when people have IBS like I used to I used to get annoyed when people were like oh it's because of stress like it just felt like people were totally ignoring me and using it as an excuse to fob me off whereas actually it is down to stress but there's lots of really practical things that you can do about it it's not like Often people, IBS is always about stress, but you might be re, you might not be conscious to it is a way of thinking about it. Like my health problems have so much been down to me being stuck in the sympathetic nervous state, but I was not aware of it. It was only when I delved into my biology, into my data results, into like my lab testing, where I realized my biology is really stressed. But I, when you chat to me in the day to day, in, in my conscious level, I'm not stressed. I'm actually quite calm can be quite easygoing, quite happy within myself. But my nervous system was constantly in the sympathetic nervous state and that had become normal to me. I didn't feel stressed because having this hyper-aware, hyper-vigilant, um, fight-and-flight nervous system had literally been the case for since I was very young. So that was my state of normal. So I actually was very, would never have described myself as stressed, but my biology was stressed. And it's really... I, I know it's sometimes that um, the word stress can be like we just I historically have always just been like ugh whatever get a grip like just don't be stressed stress we can just bypass that we can disregard that and just think well I'm not stressed move on and we just 
don't think of it as that big a deal, but actually it really is. And being stressed, when I talk about being stressed with clients, often I'm talking about their biology being stressed. Most of the people I work with aren't coming to me like stressed out, they're not, but their biology is because they have symptoms like bloating and skin issues and insomnia and hormonal issues and fatigue and burnout and um, PCOS, all of these kinds of things. So really, really important to think about it um, that way. And it's something that people resist so much because it's it almost just feels easier to focus on food. Like it's looking looking at the whole picture of your life is uncomfortable and is not what we're trained to do at all. Even as nutritionists, you'll not think there's other nutritionists and nutritional therapists out there that won't look at have that holistic viewpoint. But if I I believe if you are struggling with your health, and I do think the data backs this up then your lifestyle, like any, whatever you're struggling with, with your health right now, then your lifestyle for the past few years is a contributing factor to that symptom, that health issue. And it has to be looked at. Same with your nervous system is a contributing factor to that thyroid issue, to that fatigue, to that skin issue, to the acne, 100%. It's maybe not the one thing, but it is a really huge component. And I would say it's a foundational thing with my clients getting their sleep on par and really good quality, sorting out their nutrition, sorting out their systems within their body and their nervous system are the the foundations that I will do with every client and that's why they see results. So why do people resist this? It actually feels really hard. It's a bit like going from first gear into sixth gear or like, like, because if you think about these two different sides of the pendulum, if you're in the sympathetic nervous state, trying to get into a parasympathetic nervous state can feel like wading through treacle, like pushing a boulder uphill because everything in your body and in your brain does not want to go there. That's why if you've ever tried meditation and hated it and thought you were rubbish at it and gave up, it is because of that resistance. Training your nervous system to be calm is hard work. It's easy work, but it's hard, if that makes sense. It's simple. It's not time consuming. It's often free, but there's so much resistance. Like everything in your brain doesn't want to. It feels like a waste of time. It feels pointless. It feels like there's got stuff to do. All these things that I I daily (laughs) come up against, but it is so important. And I think that's why we ignore it is that it's just there's so much resistance to it. And we just also don't know. We don't haven't been told the connection it has to our biology. And again, I will reiterate, if you want to improve your energy, your hormones, your bloating, your bowels, your skin, this is a crucial thing you need to work on. If you just focus on diet alone, you will not see the results you want. You'll really see limited results. You've got to incorporate this in. You've got to support your nervous system. And sometimes just supporting your nervous system means you can make very little dietary changes, which is totally, I'm totally here for that. Like make, like for some clients, this is the main thing we work on. And we do a bit of dietary work, obviously, but it's the main focus is really calming their nervous system. Because when your nervous system is calm, you actually digest foods much better. You assimilate foods better. You can handle foods a lot better. You sleep a lot better. Your body repairs a lot better. It detoxifies a lot better. It balances out so much better. It's amazing. Because when your body's in a parasympathetic nervous state, that's when it heals. That's when it's digesting. That's when it rests. That's when it feels safe enough 
to do all this like maintenance work is a way of thinking about it. This is a simplistic way of thinking about it, but it can be helpful. Whereas in sim, I got them confused. Sympathetic nervous state, so stressed state, fight and flight. You are only focused on survival. So of course your body's not gonna like focus on like maintenance stuff, stuff that's handy to have. It's gonna focus on your survival. So really, really important that you do not make this mistake, that you do not ignore this, put this off just because you feel some resistance to it. Because yes, like this isn't going to feel fun, especially if you, like me, have had a nervous system that's like stuck in the stressed mode for a very long time. It can literally feel like, I don't know, fingernails down a chalkboard you know that level of like oh this is so awkward but the irony is it's actually very simple like this isn't like go and do something really complicated no so how can you help with your nervous system so I'll give you a bunch of tools that I share with clients and often with clients we figure out you know which one is going to work for them um, and what's going to happen but it's so important that you adapt adapt adopt some of these into your life this is why I'm a holistic nutritionist because I know this stuff matters it's clear in the research you know there's so much research around um like meditation and mindfulness and adverse childhood events affecting things like autoimmune conditions and all of this kind of stuff it's so important and also just from my clinical experience of working with people the few people I've worked with that haven't seen as much progress as I was expected are often the people that resist this they resist um working on their nervous system because they're like, no, 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 just tell me what to eat. Tell me what supplement to take. They don't want to deal with that holistic picture. So really, really important. And a, a good example of this is I started working with a client recently, came to me, really tired, burnt out, thyroid issues, a whole bunch of stuff, wonky hormones, lots of things. Um, she worked a job. She did a lot of um, stuff in her community and voluntary work. She had a family. She was running her household. She was doing a lot of things, had a lot of plates, juggling all the stuff. And the book stopped with her for everything. So it was quite obvious that a lot of her time she was spent in this sympathetic nervous state. She was being productive, writing lists, thinking about things. She wasn't walking around her day to day like, oh, my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. No, no, no. She was came across um, really lovely on it, caring, calm, outgoing. You know, you wouldn't look at it and be like, oh my goodness, she's so stressed out of a nut. No, no. She was like busy and had lots of stuff on, but you know, quite happy with it. And uh, her mood was relatively stable. But again, there was certain health stuff that was happening. Um, so after just a little while of us implementing some of the stuff I'm going to share with you, she massively started to feel a note, feel a difference in how calm she felt, how much grounded she felt in her energy, all of these things. And it was, it's, you know, it was all relatively simple stuff. So, so important to do. Also, this is stuff that I don't feel like people talk about much in the world of nutrition and belly and it's all about like eat this don't eat this eat this don't eat this eat this don't eat this which ironically often stresses people out more and if you never like it would be so easy for me to be like go gluten-free dairy-free and sugar-free and you to do that but for you to actually be more stressed about it so you're more stuck in your sympathetic nervous state and actually for your symptoms to get worse because yes you're eating and you might be eating a right diet for you potentially but your nervous system is so stuck that your like your body just can't heal and repair and it doesn't matter what perfect quote-unquote diet that you eat it's not going to change that so how can you help this 
thankfully, it's really simple solutions. <laughs> this is not like, yes, there might be resistance. You might not want to do these things. You might have to like figure out ways of getting yourself to them, but the actual solutions is, is, is quite simple. So the main thing I recommend to clients is um, first of all, to look at why, first of all, it's there. Sorry, before I go into the how, I just looked at my notes. This is an important one. But before you actually help yourself, you've got to look at why might you be stuck in that sympathetic nervous system? Why might your body be stressed out? Why might your nervous system be a bit frazzled? Do you have no boundaries? This comes up all the time with clients where they just have like zero boundaries with their work or their partners or their friends or their life or with their kids. So they have zero time for themselves. They just take on everything. Like the example of the client before, of just the buck stops with them for everything in their office, in their home, in their family, everything. So what boundary, if you have no boundaries, then people are just going to like ask things of you all the time. You're never going to have spaces and containers for your own replenishment. Have you had trauma in the past that you've never really dealt with? And this can be big and little, you know, as, you know, air quotes, big and little. Um, traumatic things, abuse, experiences that are difficult. If that's not been dealt with, that will that will keep you very much stuck in a sympathetic nervous state, really stuck. And it can be really difficult to get out of it. And I speak from experience and from clients as well. It's clients that, especially with adverse childhood events, now this is looked at quite a lot in the research, that it's almost like you can grow up, you know, with these adverse childhood events, with this trauma and your body, it just literally doesn't know another way of being. So you you, you would never describe yourself as stressed out or, or even traumatized at all, but your body is, and it's just, you are so used to just doing life in this mode and it can be very awkward. Toxins will make you really stressed out, mold, heavy metals, these kind of things, toxic relationships and environments, you know, and homes in every sense of the word. Um, your lifestyle, do you just, are, is your lifestyle just go, 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 go all the time? So you never even have a chance to calm down. If Do you have help? If you are trying to do everything yourself, then chances are you're always going to be in go mode and you're never going to have time to A, learn how to calm your nervous system down and B, actually implement the things that you learn and therefore your health is just going to keep probably getting worse. You know, even though you quote unquote eat well and are improving your eating, your symptoms might not improve because your lifestyle and your inputs into your brain is keeping you in that sympathetic nervous state. Okay, so we've really got to look at why is it there to begin with. And for a lot of my clients, it's a mixture of lifestyle, boundaries, trauma, toxins. It's a mixture of all those things that don't help. And then what do we do about it? Well, it's simply like, a, like imagine the best way to think about this is to imagine that you've never been to the gym, you've never exercised before, and you've suddenly realized, oh, exercise is a good thing. Oh my goodness, I should go to the gym and lift some weights. Who knew? I can't, like you, you've, you've literally just heard that. Let's pretend you didn't know exercise was good for you. Someone told you you should go to the gym, lift weights a few times a week, and you'll feel so much better. And you're like, oh my goodness. So I wish someone told me this years ago. So you get up, you get ready, you go to the gym, you do your first exercise, and it's like impossible. It's sore. You don't like it. It's difficult. You're not quite sure how to do it. You think you're doing it wrong. You feel like everyone else is doing it better than you. It's all a bit awkward. It's a bit nerve wracking because you've never done it before. Approach it like this. Approach supporting your nervous system like a muscle that it's weak that you are wanting to train. Or another way of thinking about it is training your brain, training your nervous system, training your brain that it's safe, that it can heal, that in this present moment you have everything you need 
that you're safe in this very present moment, that it's okay in this present moment. So important, so important. So it's about brain training, training your nervous system because everything in your body will want to tell you no, essentially. And that's where the resistance comes in. Because again, think about pendulum swinging. You want to get, you want the pendulum to start swinging, to start moving. So it's to begin with, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel resistance to it. Okay. So um, things that you can do, breath work. I often get my clients just to take deep breaths, intentional breaths through their nose. Throughout the day. Five, six, seven of those breaths. In through the nose. Out through the nose. So I just did one breath and I already feel a bit different. So just doing that five, six times a day. And I often tell clients to attach that to a habit they already do, like making a cup of tea, driving the car, washing the hands, having a wee, having a poo, um, logging into your computer. If you do that for work, you know, you, the computers log out and every time you have to put in a password, you could literally, I've told clients to change their passwords to, I am taking five to six deep breaths. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> you know, so that they can actually, that's a trigger for them to just sit there. They're just typing into the computer. You're not, they're not stopping work to meditate just while they're getting on with their day washing the hands, deep breaths. Research shows that can be a really helpful way of getting you into your parasympathetic nervous state. Very simple, free, doesn't take too long, might take you about 20 seconds. So that's a great one. Meditation, great one. Talked loads about that. There's loads of different types. You've not really got any excuse not to do it other than your own brain and your own resistance to it. There's tons of types. You can do moving meditation. So like slow yoga, tai chi. You can do weird and wonderful chanting, transcendental meditation, kundalini meditation. You can do very simplistic breathing in, breathing out, counting your breaths meditation. You can do uh, religious meditations or faith-based meditations. There's so many out there, but meditating as often as you can, ideally every day or at least a couple of times a week. So important. Um, sleep, quality sleep is important. Yoga Nidra. I love Yoga Nidra for like longer times of winding down my nervous system. I did this a lot when the girls were little and basically not sleeping and my brain was fried all the time. Um, or when I was sick in bed when I was pregnant, I did that a lot to calm my nervous system down. Being outside in nature, research shows, is so helpful for your nervous system and really facilitates that parasympathetic nervous state, especially if you're doing something like intentional breathing while doing it. So that can be really helpful. Baths, really useful. Sometimes if clients really struggle with this, I'll just tell them to prescribe them, for want of a better word, like a 20-minute bath with Epsom salts three times a week where they put the timer on and their job is just to sit and read a book, to sit and breathe, to sit and watch something funny. Also light, making sure you get light in the morning, real light outside, Going meaning go outside. <laughs> in the morning to get some light into your eyeballs can also really help um, with uh, calming, your nervous system feeling kind of calmer and helping that pendulum swing. Okay, so I hope that is helpful, but don't make the mistake that so many people make where they just fixate so much energy on creating the perfect diet or the perfect exercise regime, and yet they ignore this area and therefore all their efforts kind of go a little bit to waste. This is a foundation. If you don't get this right, if you can't get um, this working for you, then it's going to work against you and against all your dietary changes and all this other stuff. So it's so important that you do this alongside having a really nutrient dense, personalized, healthful kind of approach to food as well. So I hope this has been helpful. If you need help with this, then let me know. That's This is, this is what I do with my clients. 
all the time. So you can go to keziahall.com forward slash book and book in a call and we can chat about it. And, you know, we could talk about how this might be affecting your specific symptoms and health, but it's so important. And also the remedy is also so simple, even if it's got a lot of resistance, but I believe in you, you can do it. I mean, if I can do it, geez, oh, you can do it. I've got like the biggest monkey mind ever here. I remember when I started meditating, honestly, I just, I just thought it was a joke. I just literally could not sit for 10 minutes. I just was constantly thinking about lists and constantly just had to be like, no, come back to the meditation. No, come back to the meditation. No, come back. Like so bad. It took me years to get, I'm not even very good at it now, but I do enjoy it. So that's progress. Okay. Thank you for joining me. Let me know any questions you have. Book in your call to chat with me on Zoom. Otherwise I'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. And if you're looking for more in-depth, personalized support, then remember, I'm currently taking on new clients so we could get started working together super soon. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call with me and we'll just chat it through what it looks like, what it would look like for you and answer all of your questions and you can decide if it's a good fit. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book book in your call with me and we can chat super soon on Zoom, which would be really fun. It'd be like a podcast, but where you can reply, <laughs> which is always fun. So I would love to chat with you. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book and we can just chat it through. This is a really chilled, informal chat. No pressure, no weird sales techniques, just a chat on Zoom and feel free to bring a cup of tea. Okay. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye.